We are live. We're live. Back to back, to back weeks. It's it's uh, I mean it's new terrain for us. It's new terrain for F one season. They have our first triple header, so it'll be um, as we talked about Mexico last week. Um, we're in Brazil for this week, and then we go to Qatar for um, the third stretch of this triple header. I'm 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 pumped. I mean, we've talked about this race before, but. It's just uh, it's another street circuit, and it's kind of similar to Mexico. I, it's weird that they put these back to back. I guess they do like do they try to like go around like the same region? Like we work our way from North America south. Is is do you know if they, they do, do a any- bit? They do a bit, but I think that they had to put this calendar together still during COVID a little bit. So so some of the drivers yeah. have complained about the travel schedule and having a triple header because then they're going to go to as you said. Uh, to, to the next track, and is it Qatar or Qatar? I I think it's Qatar. I think you're right. Yeah, I see. I, I was going to say I think you're right. Um, <laughs> okay. Anybody's listening that's from there, we said it both ways. So you can't get mad at us. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that they do try to stick to certain sides of the world um, during stretches and make it logical. But um, they're actually not to kick off the pod this way, but there actually was a total transportation nightmare for this weekend. Um, there was a freight. Did you see the freight delay for Ferrari, McLaren, um, Haas, and I think it was Will or no, it was Alfa Romeo. Yeah, it was Alfa Romeo and Haas. It was all four of those teams just got their car parts today. Um, and we have we have <laughs> basically our qualifying session is tomorrow because this is a sprint weekend. So a lot of fun stuff. But but they they. Um, excused the curfew, which is a thing where like the people can't be working in the garages until 4 a.m. for tomorrow. That every team has to stop at the same yeah. time. But because of the freight delay, they had to excuse it. I mean, I understand that. And adding to that, it's supposed to rain. Um, it's I think it, it was raining, so like it's just going to be kind of wild start to to the practice sessions. I mean, they would definitely have these guys working overnight i mean it's 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 just hard these cars are they're just delicate machines it's it's like uh you got to take care of them so i mean having any delay any of those it's it's such a funny sport in that way like where like all the like if you look at the nfl it's all about like odell beckham getting traded and obviously there's like personnel moves in in formula one but formula one storylines are built off of like transportation issues and like inclement weather and parts delays. It's almost like bizarre monitoring a business. It's like two businesses competing. I don't know. Think about, think about like the full crew that they have to bring. McLaren does a really cool special called, have you seen their unboxed things or have you seen those? I need vi- to watch They're that. very cool. I would, I would definitely recommend watching the Monza one where they finished one too. And then the Austin one obviously is very cool too, because McLaren and their sponsors really went hard for Austin. But anyways, you see how many people travel with the teams. Yeah. I, I, it's so many more than you think. You think it would just be the pit kind of crew and then um, the drivers, but they have entourages of 80 to 100 people flying in. And on this occasion, we're in back-to-back weeks and we have the triple header for next week. So you have logistics nightmares. I can't imagine for whoever has to manage the travel schedules and all the ticketing and all the booking and all the hotel stuff. Um, Formula one travels. And then you have all the DHL type freight work. And they also put these cars together, Chase. They don't just ship the cars, obviously just, you know, across the world in its racing condition. They basically have to put them together, not like Legos, but not that far off. 
that's why they have to do the delay or the um, that's why they're delaying the curfew in the garage because these guys are putting together these cars tonight with all the parts that get shipped out separately. It's wild. It, I mean, it's it's fascinating. It, it is one of those things where like a well-produced documentary um, is really fascinating because like, yeah, logistically, this stuff is pretty intricate. And then it all comes down to these like 19, 20 year old kids who who are ultimately like in charge of these crazy machines. Like no other, no other like thing in life is like this. It's it's like the most expensive restaurant in the world that's buying like incredible produce and shipping it from across the country. Like the chef is like 18, 19 years old. Like exactly. that's what we're talking about here. And I mean, and it's not even like a sport where like endurance, I mean, endurance is a part of it, but it's not, it's not like we're talking about sprinters here. We're talking about people like operating like vehicles, but just that's the way uh, they, it's the way of the world in Formula One. It's it's a wacky, um, kind of funny sport, but it, it makes for drama. That's that's the key. It sure does. Yeah, and and, I, and hopefully on the drama front, um, we got nothing in Mexico City. We we really we we got lap one stuff, uh, but we haven't gotten anything. And and kind of at the perfect time, Formula One is rolling back out their sprint race schedule which I've really enjoyed. Um, we've seen it at Silverstone. We saw it at Monza, which was very cool to shake up, you know, the, the order. Uh, that's where, again, uh, Lando and Daniel Ricciardo finish uh, one, two with, with Ricardo winning, but like the sprint race mm-hmm. format, I really like it chase. And that means that tomorrow we have one practice session in the morning and then we have qualifying and the qualifying sets the order for the sprint race on, on saturday and then the ultimate race is on sunday so i think they were you know the the formula one gods responded to a really boring mexico city and said we need to give it to them so (laughs) 100 percent. no i just love this format it's it's, going to be really really fun to i i I mean so much goes into like championship wise we we've talked at ad nauseum about like how important this stretch run is but um yeah i i do think we'll have some shakeup at, at, I mean, maybe not at the top like pole positions, but um, kind of down the, down the way it, it could, it could get really interesting. Here's, here's my comment on the sprint race for, in regards to luck um, or, or actually rather bad luck Silverstone and Monza. Both of those races resulted in Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen crashes. If you remember Silverstone at the beginning of the year, that's when, yeah. um, Lewis and Max and I think Max slid off of the slid off of the track and he got put into the barriers on a and Lewis ended up yeah, winning it. Yeah. That right? that was an early momentum swing and Max was was the one at, uh who wasn't at fault it was more on Lewis. And then Monza was the classic fight for that little turn and Max his car ends up on top of Lewis's and they both have DNFs. There has not been there have not been any more crashes since Monza. I know we've been almost trying to manifest it just to see some shakeup, but is it the sprint race curse for those two? Are we going to see some sort of crash this weekend? I, I, I kind of think that, I mean, I, there's gotta be something. I would be very, very shocked if we just continue to get races like Mexico, where it's like Max wins, the Matt wins, Max wins like a, a Ferrari track a street track and then lewis wins the the more like speed focused like middle eastern tracks i I just don't think that's going to work out i think this is where like the rubber meets the road literally 
and we get like some shake. Something's going to give, you know, like, I, I don't know, Max, I, I can't see him driving too aggressive. I mean, it's not in his nature to drive conservatively, but like, if it's like, dude, you, all you have to do, like take care of business here, just race your race and you're going to win this championship. But I mean, some people, yeah, there it. needs to be yeah. shakeup. It's what we talked about on the last pod yeah. that, that the way the championship is shaking out for the drivers. We talked about it. We did the math where if Max wins this race and Lewis finishes second, just like it happened in Mexico city. And then Lewis runs the table for the remaining three races in the middle East. Um, Max is still the Max is still the victor, um, especially because Valtteri Botas is not even in the mix. He obviously finished like 14th in the last race. Sergio Perez wasn't as high as we. I, he finished third, but in the race he was kind of in that like fifth, sixth territory for a lot of it. So it's really just the two two main guys going and battling. So I think Lewis is going to be a little bit aggressive in this thing and maybe it's a sprint race maybe it's a sprint race i think i He's think gotta be. neither of them want to crash out um but lewis could be pretty aggressive in the sprint race off the start i still think that red bull should be strong here um but hey mercedes was on one two in qualifying they just couldn't ha- they just didn't have the race pace in mexico city you know mercedes could do the same thing here and then you have that sprint race and they could have some sort of thing happen with the Red Bulls, who knows, or vice versa. But I'm excited for this weekend, Chase, and, and hopefully it's, again, double the theatrics since we didn't have any theatrics in Mexico. Dude, it could, it could be really crazy. I mean, it's just – Brazil is a sneaky, really fun track. I think we're going to get into it. But, like, yeah, it's, it's an interesting place. Um, uh, Red Bull's been successful here. I mean, we, we've talked about that, but I, I just I think this one's going to sneak up on people, like in terms of like a big time uh, Grand Prix. I, I, a lot I mean, of people haven't seen it. It hasn't been on the yeah. calendar for a bit, and, and Lando Norris was was uh, asked by the media. I think it was yesterday about his favorite tracks, and he I think it was four of them. And I remember he said Silverstone, which is his home Grand Prix, um, and then he said Singapore, which I thought was interesting. Um, that Lando Norris really likes Singapore and he loves Brazil. And I forget what the fourth one was, but it, it wasn't Monaco, which I imagine him to say, but I think the drivers hate Monaco <laughs> yeah, because believe it or not, this year Monaco had zero overtakes, which shows the issue with that track. Um, but anyways, they were excited yeah. about Brazil coming back. So I have, I have not seen live action um, at Interlagos, this track in, in, in Sao Paulo for a couple of years and I'm excited to learn more about the track as we, as we dig into track talk, but also just to see what it looks like this weekend. We're going to get a lot of racing on it with the sprint schedule. hundred percent. I mean, so to kind of reiterate like the Red Bull car, why we think it'll be kind of successful here. It's similar to like in terms of altitude to Mexico city, um, this track it's, it's elevated. So that tends to uh, favor the Red Bull, car um so we could see them have that same pace but yeah this this track is it, it, there's a lot of overtaking opportunities here it's a lot of straights um long straights and then just crazy sections in, in the middle of it so no i mean I'm, I'm excited to kind of see to, to see how how this race holds up um did you have anything in terms of of the track you wanted to highlight 
Yeah, I mean, I think um, you're right. It does have some altitude similarities to Mexico City, but it's not as crazy. So I think that that probably bunches the pack up a little bit more than Mexico City. So I think qualifying will be really interesting. I think that the McLaren-Ferrari battle, you know, if McLaren can get in front of Ferrari as they did in qualifying last time with Daniel Ricciardo wedging in between Sainz and Leclerc, um, we've seen how hard it is to pass the McLaren. Um, so if, if, if the decrease in altitude albeit it's still it's still a big deal in Brazil, but it's not as big in Mexico City. If that piece, as well as basically the physicality of this track and, and kind of the driver factor here, um, if that comes into play in, in Brazil, we could see a much more interesting turnout. It's not going to be your Pierre Gasly finishing in fourth because of the Red Bull engine. You know, It, it really was dominated by Red Bull and Ferrari here. Uh, or, or actually in Mexico City. So I think it'll be a, a, a little bit of a change in Brazil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, for, the sprint format is, I don't know. For me, it's like, it's just super fun kind of wrinkle that I haven't even forgotten that, that this, that's going into this weekend. So, um, no. It's, it's, and there's two, it's be there's really two long straights here too. Um, so yeah. power comes into it more than Mexico City. And then there's also some really, really long turns. Um, so you have a lot of lateral G-forces in, in the sequence of corners, which, um, you know, if some of those teams aren't prepared. Basically, Chase, there's just more opportunities for some of the teams that perform strong in Mexico City to not get it right here, um, which will cause for a shakeup. And especially with the sprint yeah. race, which is like an additional shakeup, um, I think that the... The grid could be very interesting. We're also getting into the moment where um, engines could start to become something to take a look at. I've already seen some stuff about Lewis that he may take an engine penalty, which would be crazy, but maybe he needs those last three races. Yeah, really? just something to keep an eye on. I don't think we're done with the engine changes. You know, last race we had Lando Norris do it, which put him to the back of the grid. Um, I still think there's going to be a couple of those. I don't think it's Max. I don't think it's Sergio. Valtteri Botas already has six engines this year, so I don't think he's going to get another one. Um, but Lewis, I, I think they're just worried about a DNF there. So keep your eye out on that. But I, I'm really excited about this track. And um, you'll also notice that it's anti-clockwise. So I think Austin was anti-clockwise as you start out to the right instead of going left, essentially, if you're looking at the starting grid from like a helicopter view. Um, that'll be the same thing here. So uh a cool a cool circuit to watch really cool um and then i didn't even realize this but the gap with sergio and valtteri is it kind of closed uh last weekend it's down to 20 points which is basically what max is up on lewis wow Uh, i didn't even know that yeah so that's getting pretty tight and uh we'll get into predictions but i i think i think it could be something that um that gets even closer this weekend because I, I I really do think Sergio is going to have a strong showing. I know it's not a home Grand Prix for him like last week, but I, I just think like that Red Bull car is gonna, is going to be really really quick again, and um, and and Sergio will will fight. It, it could be a really good fight with Valtteri. I don't know. I'm mean, I'm excited to see kind of what what uh, tomorrow holds. Yeah, and to the to kind of our starting point on the pod when we talk about all the expenses and all the logistics around travel 
banking 60 to $90 million for the constructors championship places is very important. Um, and I think that, I think Mercedes has a one point advantage in the constructors uh, over Red Bull or, um, and yeah. that's a large amount of money. So Botas not being <laughs> as motivated um, as he may, as he may be, if he was still going to be at Mercedes for next year, um, could be a big cash hit for Mercedes if, like you're saying, Sergio Perez continues to get closer to Valtteri Botas or overtakes him if Botas has another finish outside of the points here. Um, and Red Bull not only could get the drivers' championship, but also the constructors. That feeds into like all those logistics. Like that's why these teams care about it. They have to do so much spending on the circuit. Formula One on like a brand value standpoint, Chase, is is good, but your margins are pretty slim. I mean, nobody has ever said, hey, what's a great money-making opportunity? Let's start a race team. Um, you, you, it's, it's not great for profit. So <laughs> something, something to keep an eye out no. that that really does matter to um, Toto Wolf. He's obviously a partner with Mercedes, um, the lead partner financially. So, hey, I don't feel bad for them. They've won like six or seven straight. But yeah, um, I think his uh, he's been paid out. Yeah, right but now. but but I'm just saying, you know, to your point, we'll see if Sergio can close that close that gap, and maybe Red Bull continues to dominate here and stretches both the drivers and constructors championship out that much further. Dude, I, I think it's it's going to be really fun. It's 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 another interesting one. Um, I think we should get right into predictions here. Do you? Um, I, we're all. T- we're all knotted up, right? It's just, it's, we're seven seven. We have our seven, own tight seven. battle. It's crazy, um, but I'm going to get you. I'm I'm not going to be too formulaic. I'm, I have some ideas, um, but I, I'm, I am it. I am in it to win it, just like Toto Wolf. I, I care about my. Oh goodness! Does this mean that you're going to you're going to play it safe to try to beat me? Nah, I mean we'll see. <laughs> to some men, this to some men this would be called safe, but uh, to others it's kind of a daring risk. So um, I'm gonna go third first with my third driver. I yeah. uh, predict Sergio Perez finishes on the podium, second week in a row in third place. Okay, um, my third place prediction is Valtteri Bottas. Okay, that's fair. I mean, he yeah. I think I could see him being like close to the pole and qualifying again. I, I can see that like Mercedes kind of shocking people and just continuing to be quick on a track that they may not be favored in. But my second person is going to be Max Verstappen. Wow. Yeah, I know. Interesting one, huh? I don't, I, I, think I have the really same, fast, I have the same number two. You do. I mean, but you're, you may be shocked by my number one. So to hold on to your your hat here. Wow, I think I am going to be shocked by your number one. Do you want me to go with my number one first? Uh, yeah, I think I know who your number one is, but go for my it. My number one is Lewis Hamilton. Wow, this is you calling me out for being. Caught. I know, I know. That's I went hamver bot. I just went hamver bot. Yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> but hey, if there could be a crash here, this could be how I lose our own championship without Hamilton yeah. and Verstappen in the points. So I'm banking on a little crash here. I, oh I, God! I, but you yeah. still have Verstappen at two. I still have Verstappen at two, but I I think that there's a little bit of dust up. I think he gets similar to um, Turkey, where mm-hmm. he just he gets back late. I do think the Ferraris are going to be really quick. I'm going with my guy Charles Leclerc. 
I wow. think he wins this. He's I gonna think he wins win it. This. I know that sounds crazy, but I think they'll be quick and I think there'll be problems up front and he'll be able to kind of find his way to I've I've rode I've rode Leclerc on the on the on the podium bus multiple times in our predictions and I've I've lost that. So if you get the Leclerc prediction correct, hats off to you, my friend. I, I would love to see Charles I, Leclerc win. I just I I think that everybody thinks that Red Bull is going to continue to win here. Um, and I think Lewis, I think this is where he gets a sneaky win in a place that he wasn't supposed to. Um, I, I too think that there could be a crash um, so that maybe this wasn't the smartest bet for me, but I am going safe probably in the, probably in the, the, uh, the track that I should not do that. I'm, I'm going safe. So there's, there's some saving grace on that piece is that technically this isn't a safe bet on Lewis and, and Max finishing one, two. I also have Botas in there in, in front of Perez. I just think yeah. that Perez, he's a good driver. He got his Mexico city glory. Um, I, again, I just proved me wrong, you know, prove me wrong, Sergio finish, finish on the podium yeah. back to back. I just think that that number two seat in Mercedes and Red Bull, you have your off days and Valtteri had one last week. And I think Sergio Perez is probably going to have one coming up too. Um, and not to rain on your parade about Leclerc, but I did see that he's taking an engine replacement for this weekend. Oh, no, I'm dude. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm no. kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, they're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, they're done with engine replacement. No, no. Their, I'm yeah, kidding. Well, but I did well, see that Carlos Sainz, Carlos Sainz said that he thinks McLaren is going to be faster than Ferrari this week. And I think that that is sandbagging, which in Formula One, there's a lot of sandbagging where teams downplay their pace just so that, I guess, strategically, maybe they focus less on certain components to set up the car for the weekend by saying like, oh, you know, we're having troubles with this. It's this weird kind of under the table strategy play. But I did see that um, on the internet that Carlos Sainz said that they think McLaren is going to be faster than, than them this weekend. So keep an eye out for that. But Hey man, if, if Leclerc wins in Brazil, you still have Verstappen number two. So you think that Verstappen and Lewis get into it, but Lewis ends up like sliding into the gravel. Is that what you think? I can see a bad, I can see a bad look on Toto Wolf's face and I can just see a lot of problems for the Mercedes. Yeah. I think, Something could happen early, just just like how we saw with Silverstone, but a reversal almost where yeah. where there's dust up early, but it's Lewis that ultimately either the stewards get him or um, he, he's like DNF. Wow. Well, this is a pretty fun prediction yeah. uh, comparison. We don't have the only the only uh, predictions in common we have is Verstappen finishing in second. Um, you have Perez and you have Leclerc, and I have. Hamilton and Botas. Um, so hopefully Mercedes is quick here, and to your end, hopefully uh, uh, Ferrari is blisteringly quick. Um, but we'll see. That sprint race <laughs> changes know. everything. It's going to take a lot. It'll it take. It would take a lot. So I understand. But it's a sprint race weekend. Real, yeah, you have to kind of you have to bet big. Um, so I'm looking for looking to beat you. You, I, I've gone chalk before, and you know we're still tied up. So I, I got to change things up. I, I think at least. At least one of my podium people will be right, but uh, I could I could go over. I don't know. We have we have yet to have, and maybe it'll stretch into next season. But we've yet to have either of us get a podium spot on. I know, because that would be that would be six points in one weekend, which could be. Let's say you get your podium straight on. Um, 
that would that would blow this thing wide open. It would. Uh, we could see it happen. Stranger things have happened. All right, Johnny, this was very fun. This is a quick one. This was a sprint pod. In a sprint race weekend, we, we decided to give people a sprint. Hey, it's because Mexico City gave us nothing, so we have nothing to talk <laughs> about besides hopefully Brazil knocks you know our socks off. And I'm really looking forward to I always love qualifying on a Friday chase. I think that'll be fun. Um, and the sprint race should be really cool, too. Yeah. So thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on. No, thank you, dude. This was fun. Um, we'll, we'll cape after it. Kind of check us on Sunday for a little race reaction show. Um, and uh, we'll enjoy your San Diego weekend. Yeah, thanks, Chase. Of course. See you, Johnny.